0: well good morning
1: good afternoon good evening whatever time it is wherever you are tuning in thank you so much for joining me today for another edition of Facebook live and today I'm going to be uh, resuming my talks on loving-kindness and uh, some of you probably know, I tend to do about a month worth of Facebook lives leading up to an online meditation program. And so I'd just like to speak a little bit about the program before I get into the topic today. And so the program that I'm speaking about here today is a a 12-week online, really what I'm calling an immersion, uh, and that's titled Loving Kindness. heart of the matter loving kindness the heart of the matter and this is 12 weeks and it goes from october 1st to december 17th we'll be meeting on sunday evenings from 7 p.m to 9 30 p.m there's been a little bit of confusion around the times because i Uh, created a technical error. (laughs) So uh, do double-check the times if you're curious about this or interested in signing up. That's Sunday evenings, 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. And um, during the course of the 12 weeks, uh, we'll be taking a deep dive into the very traditional uh, teachings of kindness and i i prefer the word kindness rather than loving kindness i find loving kindness a bit problematic and many of the people i work with uh, have mentioned that as well so i just go with the word kindness and so uh we'll be exploring the teachings from the uh, buddhist tradition both the earlier earlier traditions and the later traditions we'll also be taking a deep dive into neuroplasticity and uh, trauma-sensitive mindfulness and using some of the techniques in those uh, traditions, also nonviolent communication, which I've studied quite deeply now. Um, we'll be bringing all of that in, into the uh, 12-week experience. So everything is offered over Zoom, over the 12 weeks. Uh, I'm there live, pardon me, I hope I didn't, yeah. I'm there live, hitting the microphone. I'm there live, uh, It's the sessions aren't pre-recorded, which I think um, really sets what I'm offering apart from a lot of what else is being offered online these days. Um, I'm actually there on the call, interacting, facilitating, uh, and offering uh, whatever I can around these really beautiful, beautiful practices. So those sessions are recorded over Zoom, and then they're made available to the retreat participants, or anyone who's registered for the program. So you don't have to make the Sunday sessions if you want to enjoy this course. Um, you can do it at your own pace, so you can make a few of the sessions or several of the sessions or all of the sessions. It's really up to you. And so those sessions include usually at least one guided meditation, sometimes two guided meditations, depending. Um, we also do some breakout room experiences where we pair up in dyads or triads and explore some of the teachings together in smaller groups. We do some workshop type experiences and um, journaling and all the rest of that.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's a very rich, rich program. Uh, everything that I offer this loving kindness course, and really everything that I offer is offered. Uh, within a trauma-informed environment. i spent the past several years studying quite deeply with the luminaries of the field of trauma, such as Gabor Mate, uh, Peter Levine, uh, Bessel van der Kolk, and um, uh, Stephen Porges, among others, uh, Pat Olgan as well. So um, I carry that with me wherever I go, and also everything that I... Tend to teach, I tend to teach through a secular, non sectarian voice. There's no religion being put forth here. Although uh, the bulk of my training has been in the Buddhist traditions, Uh, when I teach, I I take those teachings and I, I try as best I can to filter them so that they're accessible to people from all belief systems, all walks of life, any background. So again, the program Love and Kindness runs Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9:30 p.m. East Coast time, um, from October 1st to December 17th. Okay, so I'd like to go ahead and move into the topic of the day, and you know maybe we could just take a few moments uh, as a meditation to kind of settle. Uh, I won't be doing a, a full loving kindness meditation here today, but maybe we can just take a few moments to settle in. And so I'll ring the bell here and I'll just offer maybe five minutes of guiding um, as a way for us to connect. And
0: so the invitation then here is just to arrive into this present moment. And we might begin arriving today into the present moment by by simply listening to the sounds. What does this present moment sound like? And so the invitation here is to really become a listener
1: of this experience you might notice the hum of a computer or an air conditioner or a fan
0: you might notice the sound of bird songs or perhaps a dog walking nearby or there might be a conversation unfolding in the distance the occasional car, or truck, or motorbike passing by. What does this present moment sound like? And sounds might
1: register as being pleasant or or unpleasant or neutral. But regardless of the quality of the sound, Perhaps noticing how sounds are always
0: present moment experiences. And so, if we should find our
1: thoughts are going into the past or the future,
0: we can always return back to the present through the experience of sound. Resting. Rest and yes, sounds are present moment experiences, but there are
1: other aspects of the present moment that are always with us. Like sensations arising from the feet, perhaps. we might
0: notice the contact of the feet against the floor or the carpet or ground. We might notice sensations of clothing against the legs. The weight of the body against the chair or cushion. These tactile sensations are always present moment. And as we bring
1: awareness through the body, you may not feel much or anything at all, and that's quite normal
0: and just keep going with the practice, just noting whatever is there. We might notice the tactile sensations of clothing against the back. Clothing moving to adjust with the rising and falling of the abdomen and the upper torso. perhaps noticing the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. There might be sensations of clothing against the arms, the hands resting against the body or touching each other. perhaps noticing sensations arising throughout the back of the neck and the sides of the neck. There may be sensations arising throughout the cheeks of the face. And noticing any sensation arising from the top of the head. Resting, resting. And so while we're here resting with
1: this present moment experience, I'll offer just a few inquiries here that we might hold on to as we move into the topic of the day. The first inquiry is. Can I meet this moment with kindness? Can I meet this moment with kindness? Whatever is arising in this moment, it might be pleasant, it might be unpleasant or neutral.
0: Can I meet this moment with kindness? And the second inquiry here, can I meet this moment with curiosity? Can I be curious about this present moment? And so, in a few
1: moments' time, then we'll begin to move away from the guided meditation and back into a conversational space. And I'll cue that by simply ringing the
0: bell three times. Mm. So thank you for, for
1: joining me in that very, very brief, really just an arriving meditation. If you want to explore more of uh, the guided meditations that I tend to offer, I do have a podcast uh, called Such Sweet Thunder Meditation Program. If you go to iTunes or Spotify and search for that there, you'll find me. Lots and there's over 400 now guided meditations on there, so. Have fun with that. And by the way, if you have any questions about any of that, um, please always feel free to send me a note. I love getting questions about meditation. So, Okay. So one of the prompts kind of leads very well. Actually, both of them lead quite well into the talk today. I'm going to take just the first one that I offered there. Can I meet this moment with kindness? Hmm. And so, one of the uh, meditations, um, I think it's a fundamental meditation on kindness, and it's one that we will explore uh, for the entire 12 weeks. We will uh, use this practice sort of as a baseline as we go through the 12 weeks together. The practice that I'm about to outline uh, for you here, and it is I uh, like so many of these meditations nowadays on love and kindness, on compassion, uh, joy, and equanimity. Uh, they use phrases that uh, really embody the quality. And we're invited uh, first to offer these phrases to our own heart. And that's generally where loving kindness practice starts. Not always, but we start with ourselves usually. And then we expand out to include people we, we like, we love. Uh, then to strangers, people we don't know. Then to people we don't like, which is always quite interesting. And then we expand to the entire world, including the entire world and our circle of compassion and care. And that often, for me, um, brings up a question, you know, what would the world be like? if we really uh, thought of all of the human inhabitants of this world as a global tribe, as a global family. if we had the, the same amount of care for the stranger on the street as we do for our natural brother, our natural born brother or sister, and and I know this is quite setting the bar quite high, but that's the intention behind the practices of kindness. That we start to you know, take into question the idea of a stranger. And as we you know bring that question into view. You know, strangers are are, are strangers to us simply because we haven't paid attention. And so as we, you know, bring this question into view about, you know, bringing these people we don't know into our circle of care, as we bring that question in, we start to um, see, we start to actually spend time or um, perhaps um, put a concerted effort into getting to know people we don't know. And what's really extraordinary about that is kindness feels good. It feels good to be kind. And so think of how many people you don't know. <laughs> billions. At least me. I don't, There's billions of people I don't know in this world. So each one becomes an opportunity to feel good to practice kindness so there are many different ways and and um, angles to approach that and perhaps uh, I will speak more about the different ways um, in a later Facebook session but today I want to outline that one practice that I was speaking to earlier And so in the practice, we connect to the present moment, probably quite similarly to how we just did. And then we offer these phrases of kindness to our own heart. And I'll just read through the phrases. And we won't do an actual meditation on the phrases here today. But I'll just read through them and... You know, the invitation is to bring the phrases into your heart as I read through them. I'll read through them quite slowly. I'll pause between each phrase. Bring the phrases into the heart. And then
0: notice how the phrases land for you. And so the first phrase, may I feel safe. May I feel safe. Or you could, you know, yeah, may I feel safe. I'm just feeling the implication of that phrase. May I be happy and healthy. May I be happy and healthy. May I live a life of peace without struggle. May I live a life of peace without struggle. May I open to things just as they are. May I open to things just as they are. May I experience the world opening to me just as I am. May I experience the world opening to me, just as I am. May I welcome whatever arises. May I welcome whatever arises. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So those are the phrases of kindness that um, we'll be meditating on, at least one set of phrases. There are a few sets of phrases that we'll be working with there in the the course, in the 12-week course. But these phrases are called insight phrases. And so some of us may be familiar with the loving-kindness phrases that are very traditionally offered in some of the other traditions. Um, and they're kind of read very quickly. may I feel safe, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I live with ease, right? And they're kind of read through or recited quite quickly to um, yeah, just kind of bring forth the intention to be kind and that's a beautiful practice and we'll be doing some of that on the course as well but this these phrases are written they're composed in such a way that they get under our skin you may have noticed that already mm-hmm. these phrases are designed to really you know get into our heart and we start to chew on them and in that process our resistances to the phrases start to come forth which is really our resistances to
0: kindness
1: and as we begin to experience our resistances to kindness we say we start to say oh i don't need to do that i don't need this resistance anymore i can put that aside i can open my heart and receive the kindness that's around me in abundance almost all of the time for many of us all of the time we live in a kind universe an abundant universe right there's an abundance of blue in the sky and green in the trees there's abundance of oxygen so we recognize these resistances in the practice and then you know For example, I might go to my favorite coffee house uh, and I get there and, you know, maybe somebody holds the door open for me and I feel the resistance to the kindness. It's just there, right? But because I've been meditating on it, I get very sensitized to that resistance. And so when somebody shows me some random act of kindness, like holding the door open for me, I'll feel that resistance and that becomes an alarm clock. Oh, there's kindness here. I don't need to shut down to that. I can actually open and, and feel the warmth of kindness that's being offered. Even in the seemingly small acts of kindness, there's this um, beautiful warmth that can be felt there. And so maybe I'll just take a couple of the phrases and kind of talk through that, how that might happen. So let's take one of the phrases that really tends to bring up a lot of resistance for people is uh, may I experience the world opening to me just as I
0: am. May I experience the world opening to me just as I am.
1: And so when meditating on that phrase you might feel like a contraction around the heart or some tension in the abdomen or maybe even a clenching of the jaw and these are the somatic markers of resistance but they the resistances can be cognitive too you might have an experience of the thoughts coming like what <laughs> that's crazy that'll never happen to me how could it how is it possible for anyone To have the whole world opening to them just as they are. This is ridiculous. I don't want to do this practice anymore. (laughs) Thoughts like that. Those are also resistances. And again, this is normal and natural and actually one of the benefits of the practice. And I, I like to keep emphasizing that because oftentimes people want to give up on the practice at that point. You know, because the resistances don't feel good. They can actually feel quite harsh sometimes. And very often there's this misconception around meditation on kindness that it's always supposed to feel good. It it does feel good sometimes. But very often we're left sitting there with a a good amount of resistance to the practice. And again, just want to highlight that that is the benefit. So it feels a little bit contradictory there. So okay, may I experience the world opening to me just as I am and all of these, let's say the resistances come up in the mind, there's also some tension in the body. And so how I like to frame this is we can look at our resistances as a closed fist, a closed fist. And inside this fist, is everything that i need to keep me safe and we created this closed fist of protection um, many 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 years ago and as a youngster as a young person we collect the messages from our teachers our parents our culture our society how to be how not to be and so forth and that all gets kind of stored into this closed fist and so and i like the image of closed fist because somatically resistance can really feel like a a, like a tough hardness like that so we have this closed fist of resistance may i experience the world opening to me just as i am and there's you know a block resistance so we can meet this closed fist of resistance in the open hand of compassion and so just cradling that closed fist and then we can look at the resistance and say
0: thank you for being here it's really awesome that you're here to keep me safe i don't really need you
1: right now but i love that you showed up here So thank you for that. And if you're following along with me, you might even feel the hands start to soften a little bit. I just did when I was doing that. And so we meet the resistance itself with kindness, with compassion. And something quite interesting then starts to happen, what I've noticed in my own practice and with many, many people that I work with, If we just allow the resistance to be there, we don't try to figure it out, we don't analyze it, we don't try to get rid of it or solve it or anything like that. We just let it be there. Okay. And then we continue with the phrases, continue imagining what our world would look and feel like if each phrase was completely true for us. And allow the resistance to be there. There usually with and it can take some practice but in time usually the phrase starts to sort of work its way around the resistance into the heart so how I like to look at it is there's a river of kindness uh, flowing in and out of our hearts all the time and this resistance is like a stone that's been put in that river. And so if we keep offering the kindness to our own heart, keep opening to the kindness of others and keep offering kindness to others, the momentum of the river flowing around that rock, flowing around that resistance, starts to cause that erosion. That that resistance starts to fade and dissolve. And that happens simply because kindness feels good and the resistance doesn't feel so good. But what has happened over the the years, as we've grown, as we've matured, become adults, the resistances to kindnesses, um, they've become ossified in our nervous system, and we forget they're there. We forget that they're there. And so this, this meditation highlights those resistances oh oh yeah that's right I am holding back from that kindness maybe I don't need to do that anymore and the heart just starts to open and it could just be 5% of the heart opening and 95% resistance and that's enough it could be 1% the heart opening and 99% resistance and that's enough yes that warmth of the heart opening starts to melt the closed fist of resistance. And so, you know, that's the the end result of, of, could be six weeks, six months, six years, six lifetimes of practice. And we want to just acknowledge that, but not try to push toward it. Because if we're pushing in the practice, we're just adding more tension to the resistances. Right? So acknowledging the resistances, recognizing they're there, getting to know them, befriending them, offering them compassion and kindness. And we
0: keep going with the practice. Yeah. So I think I'm going to draw the talk
1: to a close there. Thank you so much for joining me in this um, edition of Facebook Live, and I hope uh, you can make it to the online course, the 12-week program. I'm very much looking forward to offering it. Actually, I'm going on a uh, seven-day loving-kindness retreat uh, the week before, Uh, so I'll be curious to see how that um, influences my offering in this 12-week program. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. I hope you are, too. And um, have a beautiful uh, morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. And I'll see you next time. I'll close the bell. Oh, I'll ring the bell to close us out.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.